0: bow our heads for prayer Heavenly Father as we gather this day brothers and sisters in Christ here in this place we pray that you would open our ears to hear and our hearts to understand and our lives to live the precious gospel each and every day. Lord, you have called us to be saints, to be set apart. And yet so often we blend into the world and become like the world. We pray for the strength of your spirit that we might stand for you in all boldness, in all all truth, that we might share your word with others, and that we might proclaim Christ and live for Christ. Lord, we pray, lift us up by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So we often use words in the context of the church and of scripture and We use them often without even giving a whole lot of thought to them. And if you'll notice on your worship folders today, that the theme for today is blessed saints. What would you think if I told you that that phrase is redundant? What does it mean to be blessed? We use the word all the time. Somebody sneezes and we say. Although I guess that's not all that politically correct anymore. I don't care. Bless you. Or maybe we walk around and maybe one of you actually wins the lottery in sixty-five thousand million zillion dollars and you go, I'm so blessed. Sometimes we use the word in a way that it's not intended to be used because we really don't understand what the word means. We talked about saint a little bit in our children's message. What does that mean? Well, if you come out of certain persuasions, that means where somehow the church has declared you special. Well, let me tell you, in our understanding of things, you're all saints because God has declared all of you special. When you get right down to it, both words pretty much mean the same thing. It's all about being made holy or being declared holy in God's sight. So if we read the Beatitudes, which are our gospel lesson today, with that whole understanding in mind, it's not just blessed are the poor, it's being made holy are the poor. Being made holy in this way. It's what we call the process of sanctification. All of these words are tied together. And so the image that we have is that one from Scripture where we are that lump of clay and God is in the process of molding and shaping us our whole lives. Molding and shaping us to serve His purposes, not simply our own. If we get tied up into our own purposes in life, we begin to wander away from God because it's all about what we want and not about what God is calling us to. That's the danger of being self-focused and self-centered and all about us. The whole process of being made holy demands that we be Christ-focused or cross-focused. Focused. It is in that sense an understanding that what God is doing is by his sacrifices, he is making us holy, perfect forever. Some of us maybe take a little more work than others. Right, Bob? I'm right there with you, by the way. And if we look around the room, so are a lot of us. Because you see, what God is doing is knocking off all of the rough edges and making us wholly and completely dependent upon him. To live a holy life is really what God is calling us to do. And then we run into that struggle that St. Paul acknowledges so well with that favorite tongue twister. The good that I would do that I find myself not doing and that which I should do. You know, we remember? We struggle. We struggle with doing the right things that God calls us to do in opposition to the things that the world calls us to do. And so where do we start in our holy living in this life as blessed saints being made holy every day? The first place we have to start is confession. It is the confession of our own condition, our sinfulness, our rebellious hearts against God. I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee. But we have a hard time with that one. Our sinful nature gets in the way and we don't like to admit that there's anything wrong with us, or or our pride gets there as a stumbling block and we kind of stumble over that. I'm okay, it's really not my problem, it's Carl's problem. He's the Cardinals fan. What happened with those Astros anyway, Jerry? We want to blame everybody else. And even when we look in the mirror, we see but dimly. We don't want to see the poor, wretched, sinful creature that we are in our rebellion against God. And oftentimes we we come to church and we simply go through the motions of being religious on a Sunday morning and we thank God perhaps for the extra hour of sleep and we'll grumble about the loss of an hour in the spring. But we kind of skip over that verse that says, we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God and no one is righteous, not even one. And we say that applies to him or to her, but not to me. And so we come to God rather than just going through the motions of being religious, fall on our knees. and we confess our sins. We recognize that there is in no way, shape or form, power or strength or even will in ourselves to be what God calls us to be and to do what God calls us to do. Every single one of us, every single day, every hour and moment and every heartbeat of our lives, we need Christ. He's the one who died. He's the one whose blood was shed to wash us clean that we might be declared holy and righteous in his sight. You see, when we're covered with the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ, the Son of God who takes away the sins of the world, when we're covered with his blood, when God looks at us, he sees Christ covering the multitude of our sin. He sees the price that his son paid in love for us. And we then are seen and declared holy and righteous. Saints before God. Blessed by him. And we are called. Not only to confess our sins, to receive that powerful forgiveness, but also to confess Christ before the world. You see, the whole idea is if we confess with our mouth, we sometimes leave that part off. We cut it off, we say, well, if we just believe with our hearts, we will be saved. But Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 10. It's not just about believing with your hearts, it's confessing with your mouth, it's living with your lives, it's letting people know who you are. Why is it? that we can proudly proclaim who we are in every arena of life except for faith. We'll put the bumper stickers on our car proclaiming that we proudly vote Democrat or Republican. We'll put the placards on our car that we root for the, the corn, whatever they are they certainly aren't playing very well this year. We'll put on our car that we root for the Packers. We'll wear the t-shirts that say Longhorns. We'll wear the hats that say Cubs fan. We'll proclaim where we work, where we go to school, where we live, where we're from, but we have so much difficulty and challenge standing up for Jesus Christ. And that's the very thing that we're called to do confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We want to make a difference in this world. If we truly want to live as saints in this world, if we want to stand out like sore thumbs and stick out of a crowd and be making a difference in our culture, then we need to proclaim Christ and Him crucified for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole world, for your sins and my sins. That's what changes lives. Not just for this world, but for eternity. And so we are challenged to live for him in our lives every day. To help people to understand that there is a Savior who loves them and who died for them. There's a reason that our Beatitudes today, as Christ gives them out of Scripture, kind of build from the beginning toward the end, and we get to that whole idea of blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on the account of Jesus Christ. You see, when we get to those beatitudes, when we get to that being made holy part, the whole idea is we know if we're doing things right when people react in that way. When they start slamming the doors in your face, when they turn around in disgust, when they are somehow persecuting you or saying all kinds of evil things about you because you believe in Jesus. When they start doing that, it doesn't mean that you failed. It means that you're on the right track and doing the things that God has called you to do because He calls us to stand for the faith and to lift high the cross of Jesus Christ. It is our emblem of suffering and shame. But it's also a sign of hope and glory and eternity for all the saints my friends it's time for us to live as saints to live as God's forgiven and empowered children in this world proclaiming and confessing Jesus Christ In word and deed. It doesn't mean that we're perfect or we do it all right. It means that we are passionate about a Savior who is perfect and who has done it all right for us. Share, proclaim, live the word of God in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all of our human understanding keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.